Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with the one and only Higgins Success. We're back this week to update you on where we're at. We have some updates from the last show. We were updating last show. We have some updates from the last show, if that makes sense. And also, we are a week away, a little, little more than a week away from the 2021 NFL Draft. And there's a lot to talk about. You've probably heard about the off-season updates. You're seeing things. You're hearing things. So we're here to break that down for you as well as give you our takes. And obviously, we're going to talk about the draft. But we weren't here last week, which was my fault. I'm sorry, everyone. But let's talk about this. I have a little story for everyone. So I went on one of my recruiting trips. I was up um, at UCF in Orlando, and then I went to meet with my intern for lunch. And I saw Alabama a and on TV, and I tweeted it. Did you love that? I did. You did you know, have my... fun? I saw your brother had a great game. Yeah, definitely. Um, he had a great game. Um, he's ha- he's been having a good spring season. Um, mm-hmm. he's been able to get in the end zone each of their first three games. So, hopefully, he's able to continue that. Um, they do have two more games, so they have one okay. more and then the championship. So, okay, awesome. You know, I'll probably try to attend both, uh, but definitely the championship game coming up. So. Yeah, Very I was exciting. so happy. It was on the big screen. I was just like, oh my <laughs> God. I had a moment. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. People thought I was at, like crazy person in here. There wasn't many people in there at like 2.30 on a Saturday. Right. But yeah, I was uh, a little crazy. Sure. I mean, they definitely been, you know, benefiting from having this spring season and a lot more television games, you know, being on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's if, I mean, if I was, you know, in charge of the SWAT conference, I'd look probably look forward to keeping the spring season moving forward. Yeah, I was saying I was thinking about that today, actually, because I was talking to a player that was playing, you know, that's played the spring season. And I said, you know, even though it's not I can't really base it off of anything because we haven't right. really seen this before. Anytime you can get out there and get some film, that's good literally and it's good quality get out there keep you know in the mode of everything that's good and especially given the circumstances we're in in still and we're in this is all good stuff yeah most definitely yeah that's what i thought too ucf was good it was really hot but it was great you know the mascot was right in front of me I was really excited, but <laughs> did I, I did do my job. No, I didn't get a picture. Oh, no, on, I didn't. He kind of walks like me, though. He's got like this little like strut <laughs> swag. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's not Billy Buffalo, but I, I like the mascot. I was I was kind of feeling it's it's gold and black, so it's like 100% my color. So, you know, I probably will be back at a bounce house. Well, I will be back. So I have to get to a UCF game where the stadium bounces. Have you been there for the bouncing? No, I have not. But I've heard about it, though. Me too, and I didn't believe it. I was like, Um, 
what is bounce bounce house because <laughs> on the drive up there i went up at you know florida highways you go all these different ways and uh it's a spectrum stadium that's what it used to be and then on the tickets this is bounce house <laughs> bounce house you, you know maybe is this in, in like sponsored by an inflatable child's you know bounce <laughs> you know like a trampoline thing and my intern yeah. said no it was just some engineering thing and the whole stadium bounces when too many people are right. jumping up and down. So nah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch their spring game, but I did find it interesting what they did with the players and the Yes. Um, okay, the, I just screamed the the like handle. I'm sorry if I just blew out eardrums. Yes, I <laughs> love that so much. And I I called Kamar immediately after the game and said, Oh my gosh, UCF is so far ahead with this, and I couldn't love it anymore how do you feel about it no that was pretty cool it was pretty dope we should talk about what we're actually talking about so basically (laughs) what UCF did is they had the players twitter handles on the back of their uh, jerseys instead of their last names and that correlates to the NIL which is name image and likeness that is being implemented Florida's kind of been one of the first states to Uh, you know, pass legality and laws around it, but we're moving in that direction. And I know Gus Malzahn has said that he really just wants to help them, help them with their brands. And really, he's totally all for it. I mean, that kind of shows it right there. Clear. I mean, it's very clear that he is all for it. And I think that's really awesome because it, it really helps the players develop a sense of branding and we talk about this I say this all the time everybody's a brand and you are a brand in college but love it I couldn't love it anymore bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up the draft is coming up and I am placing a bet on who's going top five Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Anyways, there's our little uh, startup, but let's uh, go into it. Uh, So our last show, we talked about the uncertainty of the NFL offseason protocols uh, regarding OTAs mini camps, preseason. We have some answers, not all of them yet, but we have some clarity in the form of the off season. So OTAs, and it is implemented or was implemented by the NFL. Um, However, it's important to note that the majority that have been pushed out were not collectively agreed on between both parties. And that kind of will be explained a little bit more further into the episode so to summarize the phases and I'm sure if you're interested in football and kind of the X's and O's of what's happening the offseason is nine weeks in length one mandatory mini camp that is not rookie mini camp that's mini camp so it's been broken up into phases so we have the first phase which is four weeks April 19th to May 14th, just to kind of back up a little bit. The biggest issue between the two were the NFLPA wanted it all to be virtual. Okay. So as I move forward, you'll kind of see where the, the 
disagreement came in. So the second phase um, is going to be one week. So then that goes from May 17th to May 21st. Then we have the third phase, which is four weeks. Once again, a total of nine. So we go from May 24th to June 18th, and it's traditional OTA. So 10 days, full speed, no contact. So it's important to note that these are this is non-contact. It's kind of getting back, easing back into it. Um, and it's designed to do that. It's not, you know, you guys come in, it's, it's easing them back in, getting them back together, uh, meeting. And it, it's, it's very uh, strategically done uh, per, for, per a reason. And I mean, that, that's really just what it is. Um, so the third phase, um, once again, um, in-person or virtual meetings, and that phase includes the mandatory mini camp. So that's the last phase. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, this is voluntary. So if the players come, they do get paid. So they will get paid um, a per diem. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, but they did agree on something. So the NFLPA and the NFL did agree on something, and it's COVID protocols. So there's going to be daily testing, um, staff vac vaccination, excuse me, protocols, and other protocols, everything we're kind of used to doing now, distancing, masks, everything else. So that kind of breaks down what we're looking at. So in a perfect world, I think the NFLPA would have, we know they would have wanted everything virtual kind of like we did what we did last year. When we were in our agent meeting, they talked very heavily on, we need to look at the numbers of people that are going to be vaccinated. And that's how we're going to determine the safety of it. Correct? All right. Didn't you, is that what, that's what you got from it, right? Yeah. For the and most I mean, part. and it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, for us here in Florida, I know that Higgins and I just got eligible for the vaccine maybe two weeks ago. And I saw maybe uh, three, four weeks ago, people our age in other states were able to be eligible. So it's, it's different in every state. So I think they were kind of trying to make it a balance. Uh, that's just kind of my take on it there. But that's where the disagreement came from. They wanted it all virtual um, for the most part, but that didn't happen. So do you have anything to add to that? Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been keeping up with it just a bit, you know, obviously just to see how things go and how things work out. Um, honestly, I don't, I still don't understand why the NFL PA wanted all virtual. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously I can see why it would benefit certain guys, certain players, you know, mm -hmm. your veterans, you know, things, you know, minicamp don't really help them that much, but I think for younger guys, um, guys that's, you know, maybe second year players, you know, young quarterbacks trying to get settled with their new guys and things like that. And you know, that's very important time of year. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's always interesting when these, you know, decisions come out to see which players are going to do what. You know, it's still interesting right now. You know, I think guys are still up in the air about it. Um, you know, teams have certain guys from certain teams have came out and made their statements and things like that. But I mean, it's definitely a personal decision and you're more than welcome to change your mind at any time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, maybe if guys get more information or maybe if they feel comfortable at some point and they were against it, maybe they'll become for it and quite possibly vice versa. You know, you, maybe yeah, if, let's should we talk? Let's talk about that more, because I think a lot of people have confusion when they see um, a whole statement from if you follow the NFLPA, you're going to see statements. Should we read one? So I'm going to read this. So. And then we'll explain what it actually means. So statement on behalf of Denver Broncos players playing in the NFL is a dream of our players who work tirelessly year round to perform in America's greatest game with off season programs starting in less than a week and without adequate protocols in place in order for us players to return safely, we will be exercising our right to not participate in voluntary off-season workouts. COVID-19 remains a serious threat to our families and to our communities, and it makes no sense for us as players to put ourselves at risk during this dead period. Positive rates in our city are higher than they were at this time last year, and we know players have been infected at club facilities in recent weeks. Despite having a completely virtual offseason last year, the quality of play across the NFL was better than ever at almost every measure. We hope players across the NFL work with our union as we did to get all of the facts so every player can make an informed decision. So that was the first one. And then the Seahawks came out. And then we had the Bucks. Then we had the Lions, then we had the Patriots, then we had the Bears, and then the Browns. The Browns are really short. They said, the NFL's memo outlining how they plan to implement voluntary workouts fall short of what we as players believe is adequate. The Cleveland Browns players agree that a virtual that a virtual offseason like we had last year is the best decision for everyone in our league. Boom, done, Browns. Then we had the Raiders. We had the Giants, we had the Steelers, we had the Falcons, we had the Los Angeles Chargers, we had the Jets, we had the Dolphins, we had the Rams, we had the Niners, we had the Saints, we have the Ravens, very short too, we have the Eagles, we have the Vikings, and we have the Titans. Whether you live in Florida like me, or you're outside or even inside, sunglasses are a must. So it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that makes their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger. And they're made with Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E. N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. Does the fact that the players are coming out collectively saying that they're not going to participate mean that one player cannot participate in person? No, of course exactly. not. So it's, that's the thing. I think that's the misunderstanding I'm seeing on Twitter. I'm seeing a lot of confusion there with, the statements, um, you know, obviously it's published on the NFLPA. No, 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 that doesn't mean that. And it's and that's that very clear. It doesn't mean that, um, and that also means in person. So these workouts, these OTAs, they're paid um, to the players. 
but even in a non-COVID year, there are sometimes players that don't go to them. It's their choice. They they don't want to go. They're doing something, whatever. Um, and that's their choice. So the same thing goes for this. Right, most definitely. Um, I mean, I would agree with that. You know, obviously, you know, one or and I, I think I even saw, if I'm not mistaken, um, Drew Locke attended from the Broncos. I think he came in person. You oh, know, really? obviously, for yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw he was one of the players that was actually in the building uh, in person. And, you know, playing that position and a guy that's trying to, you know, get better and take that next step, get to the next level. Yep. Drew you know, Locke I, among I twenty plus Bronco players who attended the first day of off-season team workouts in person. Right. Twenty so, players. Know, there you go. I can't, you know, I can't blame a guy like that. Obviously, you know, trying to get reps in and with his guys that, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. a competitor, I do the same thing. <laughs> yes, that leads us perfectly into Sam Tiger story time. Okay, so I have I love stories and situations. I do this all the time. So here you go. Story time from Sam. So let's say we have a player from 2020 draft class. Okay. Player's really good. He's projected to be a priority free agent. He got signed undrafted very quickly, but he got cut because they went from 90 to 80. You know, he didn't even make it into the facility. This year, he had the ability to do a pro day. Went in there, absolutely killed the pro day. Like, killed the pro day. Got signed. He got signed as a free agent. And now he's kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm technically not a rookie. He's technically not a rookie because he did sign a contract last year. He's kind of in this limbo period of, oh, I'm not a rookie, so I don't really know. But technically, I mean, you don't have any NFL film because you never really stepped foot in the facility. As an agent, as an agent. What are you going to do? I know I'm going to tell him you are going to be the first one to walk into that facility. That's just what it is, because this is a blessing, at least to me. This is how I feel. This is a blessing. This is an opportunity for you to go and just kind of like echoing what you said about Drew Locke. You need to go there. You have to show this is an opportunity. Um, The door has been opened on something that We've gone through unprecedented times, so you need to go in there. You need to show why you belong there. And also, I mean, let's be real here. You are with a lot less people than usual. So this gives you time to connect with the player personnel, the coaches that are able to, because once again, just to note, per CBA, only certain coaches are allowed to work with the players at each kind of week. Um, It's very intricate, but connect with those coaches, connect with everyone there show your face on uh, be 20 minutes early you know be ready to go uh, this is a huge opportunity so that's the way I see it and I saw an article I can't find it I was talking about the Higgins to this uh before the show I saw that an article I want to say it was Yahoo or CBS that said NFL agents are going to uh, make an impact on this um, exercising the CBA right or not because we're looking at it as our players are still competing for jobs no matter if they're there or not at the end of the day there's still going to be 90 players they're still going to go to 53 and then we have those practice squads so why wouldn't I want my guy to be there that's just me 
put you on however you gotta get there we're gonna get there if sam has to drive up there and take (laughs) you and drop you off like (laughs) the first day of school we're gonna do that yeah keep him away from planes and make sure no planes (laughs) no trains i'll just (laughs) as long as i don't have to drive in the snow we're good yeah i mean you know it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure a lot of agents are probably already having that conversations with their clients, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially if they've had a long relationship, obviously the trust is there. Um, you know, guys may feel like, you know, you have their best interests at heart, so they're going to listen to the agents. But then again, you know, not every agent client relationship is, is the good. same or yeah. is, is good or is built yeah. on trust. So there are going to be some agents that, you know, are going to say some things and clients going to be like, eh, I'm going to do something different yeah well i mean but the thing is this i also see it from the player standpoint where you're looking at and you're saying well the players of my new team are saying this i should i should exercise my right with them you know what i mean i can see where that can happen but also at least for me the way that i would put it and the guys that i represent would be in that place i mean i at this point in my career i'm not representing you know a seven-year vet that you know I mean he could voluntarily opt out you know but if you're a rookie or or not even a rookie at this point in time obviously because we haven't gone through the draft but if you got signed recently go in there and or second year just go in there get that extra time just be safe I mean I don't I'm not saying say you're not going to be safe be safe continue to do what you've been doing because I mean we were able to get through this the season which was a blessing uh so just continue to be safe and I think it's very important but use that look at it as an opportunity um to really just kind of stand out because FaceTime matters and we've said this and I don't mean FaceTime by like virtual FaceTime like face-to-face time matters so utilize that and less is more once again, my favorite saying, less and less people, more. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Sam Tiger's just killing it tonight. <laughs> Mike drop just drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. It's draft time and we are doing a million different things, trying to stay focused, rested, well, healthy, you name it, I'm trying to do it, but sometimes you need a little help. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code support to buy one and get one free buy one get one free of the new gummy line with code support at justlive.com that's buy one get one free at justlive.com use code support 
All right. So we're just going to also kind of touch on, um, I know we have a lot of listeners that are interested in the Canadian football league um, or players that play in the Canadian football league. And I wish I had some better news from today because I know there was a lot going on, but I think it's important for us to have a conversation about this. And it's not going to just be me talking like it has been this whole show, but I'm basically to understand what's going on in Canada. And I've seen a lot of frustration from players and I can speak on this because I do rep players from Canada and I actually have lived in Canada. So I understand it a little bit deeper. The government is playing a huge part in this and it's, it's clear. I mean, you can look at it, you can Google it, you can do your own research for the CFL to operate. They need the provinces to pretty much write write it off that it's safe for them to play football not even from a fan standpoint just a government standpoint that like from health and safety that they can play so Ontario's in lockdown now uh so they have uh, the Argos they have the Tiger Cats and they have I want to say the Ottawa Red Blacks there we go look at me Canadian history. I was gonna say, don't look at me. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Shout knowledge. out to Ridley College, <laughs> my uh, high school boarding school up in Canada. But um, so they're gone. That's three out of you know. That's that's a huge chunk. Um, and then you need all the other provinces. So you've got you know, Nova Scotia. You've got everywhere, wherever Montreal. Uh, the other or Quebec. Montreal's a city. Quebec. Um, so. Then once they get that approval, it has to go to the federal government. So it's it's levels of government that have to approve. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. So if you know anything about the way the government works, it can be slow. So right now, I mean, I think I think what I saw today was Ontario is don't quote me on this. I want to say it's like either six or eight more weeks of being kind of in this phase. So best case scenario, July, where people will be able to kind of start opening up. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, they can come out with a statement that says, you know, best case scenario, we'll be able to kind of have our guys come back in, you know, early July or mid-July. But I highly doubt it's going to be that May start, um, just given the fact that May's in like a week and a half and everyone's in lockdown. So that's kind of where we're at with Canada, um, just to kind of shoot down any rumors. I did talk to uh, some scouts and personnel uh, the last couple of days. No, the season has not been canceled. It's all just dealing with what's going on in the government and kind of just making sure that things move on that way. I mean, that's, it's, it's really it's complicated, but it's kind of simple. You know, if, if the, you can't do anything, if the government's not going to allow you to, it's kind of the same thing that we dealt with here in the United States with like salons, you know, we couldn't get our nails done for however long or our hair, remember the <laughs> barbershop, you know, I mean, that was a big thing. Um, so that's kind of what's going on up there. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully get through this wave and then get the clearance from the government and then get it from the feds and, you know, they'll be back up there. So so hopefully that adds some positive light to, I know there's a lot of frustration. I'm getting a lot of calls and messages. So no, it's not canceled. You know, just bear with them. It's a, it's a government thing at this point in time. 
That, that's good. I mean, you just taught me a lot right there about the CFL and you know well, how Canadian, they operate. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I lived there for three years. I can talk on it hey, a little I bit. Mean, I, I've never been to Canada, so you know, I, I'm just. You know, but I do enjoy the CFL and I enjoy watching their game. So yeah, the we hope the best for everything. You know, stay positive, stay stay in shape. That's one thing. That's one oh, yeah. thing I will say about this pandemic. And we've said this. Just stay ready. You know, it's one of those things that you just even in the NFL. I mean, you don't know when it's gonna. Right. Okay, you're it's open again. Come on, guys. You know. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, that's going to lead right into, you know, um, what I want to talk about. Obviously, you know, the draft is within, what, 10 days now? So we're 10 days away from the draft. Um, mm -hmm. So it's being held in Cleveland, obviously. And unlike last year, this year we do have an in-person, um, you know, going back in person now. So, you know, very guys small getting, though, right? Right. It's very small. Obviously, you know, they're not going to invite 30 or you know, it was what fifteen, yeah. Right, I think it's about fifteen guys that they invited um to the green room, and as of right now, I want to say about ten guys have accepted their invitation. Um, obviously, you know the um the guy that everyone expects to go number one, Trevor Lawrence. You no, know, he, he said, has "Now I'm good." <laughs> so he that's has, that's know, like three week old news. Right, so you know he declined his invite or whatnot, and and I. I've, that's one of those things with the draft, you know, for me, obviously, being a fan of the NFL, being a fan of football, you know, it's pretty much a dream of guys, you know, to get drafted and shake the commissioner's hand and hear your name being called and put on the hat. So when, when guys make these decisions to not attend, you know, I'll be like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, like that's a dream. That's like the agent's dream, right? It's like it's, it's like a it's dream. It's really magical. Like I said, that sounds so dumb, but like to me, I'll never forget. It was the 2014 draft. I can't listen. I sound like it's like Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I'll never forget. You know, I'm sounding like, <laughs> like telling like a freaking fantasy story. But it it was the last time though that the draft was in New York City, and I to this day. NFL, you should not have left. You shouldn't have done what you did, but you're not listening to me clearly. I just, when it was in New York City, it just, I don't know, there's something about it. Just being at Radio City, you know, just, it was so, it's so classy. It's, it's like, it, I don't know. It's what the draft, I, when I went in Philly too, and it just wasn't the same. You know, the green room was in a trailer, and I was like, no, no, no. But <laughs> I mean, it was a nice trailer. I didn't go in it, but I assume it was nice because it's all on TV. But when I was working that 2014 draft, and I just remembered like the excitement in that. Like you just you could feel it as those players, because the players walk. I remember Jadavian. It was Jadavian Clowney was the first uh, pick. You could just feel the energy coming from these guys and just the room it was it was something I really can't describe it was a very 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 cool experience however I will say um, I did go to the draft in Philly I didn't feel that because it just got really big and I think what was so unique about it being in uh, New York was we're in like a Broadway you know there it's a stage you know it's a stage but no it was it was different. And then I'm, I understand it. Trust me from a business standpoint, yeah. I understand we have to expand. We have to go to different cities. We have to do the fan experience. 
I was just very thankful to experience it before that happened because that's just not what it was when it was in New York. It just, you're not doing huge fan things um, in New York City and Manhattan. You're just not doing that. But it was really, really cool because it was so intimate that fans could run into like some of the, because you know, in the second or not, I wouldn't say second round, but like, actually it probably was second third round they'll have like legends come and announce the draft picks Uh, they did that in dallas actually and fred jackson did it but it was so intimate where like they were on like the top you know where like the fancy area and i mean i was on the bottom but they'd come down the stairs and people you know there'd be like colts fans i remember uh, marvin harrison and i have a picture with him actually from that draft and i remember there was a couple fans and colts fans being the very quiet nice people there like can we get a picture? I was like, of course we can. You're not getting that at these drafts, you know? And I mean, that's, it's pros and cons. It's just, it's a, it's a size thing. And I understand, but it was just a very intimate experience um, that it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, players aren't moving from golf carts and this and that to this. It was just, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit biased because that was my first draft and I was just so it was awesome. Blown you know? away. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was Johnny right, Menzel's right. draft year too. So yeah, I mean, nah, I, 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 and again, I understand guys wanting to be around family. Obviously, you know, those are probably some of the people that's been there for you your whole life. So you want to give them the opportunity to enjoy that with you as well. But I don't know, man. I just have to have like a second party when I come back from the draft room or something. What are we doing this weekend? <sighs> what am I doing this uh, weekend? I'm just, I'm just literally just getting things together. Um, I do have one client in this year's draft class. So super excited about that. Just making sure he's good, you know, seeing what's going on there. Um, You know, we've been talking a bit. He's done some podcasts, some interviews, things of that nature. So just making sure everything's good. Um, Going into the week, nothing crazy, no travel um, as of right now. But, you know, that's what we'll do. And then actually I'm thinking, and I'm thinking on the fly here that, you know, we'll release our show on Thursday morning. Uh, so everyone can kind of, we'll do a draft show on Tuesday night of next week and we'll release it on Thursday morning, just so everyone can kind of listen before the draft. So you're not listening on the second day of the draft on Friday. Sound good? That's not, yeah, that sounds good. Give them a, a draft day treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> draft day, you know. We'll, we'll even uh, do the little Drake song. Maybe, not really. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, draft day. Draft day, Johnny Manzo. <laughs> so be sure to check in and tune in each and every Friday morning on your favorite podcast platform. Again, shout out to Damon over at NFL Draft Diamonds. We appreciate it. Keep doing the hard work. And you can follow me on Instagram if you want to see my crazy, crazy draft photos at uh, SamTiger um, underscore agent. And on Twitter, it's SamTigerMGMT. Okay, and you can follow me on Instagram at Higgins Success, H-Y-G-E-N-S-S-U-C-C-E. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.